0: Today is Wednesday, September 15th, 2021, and I am sorry to report to you that we live in a post-constitutional America. Our first story for today, nuclear weapons were stolen from President Donald Trump in a secret Pentagon meeting by America's military top brass, the generals colluding against the president they serve. It is the cratering of our constitutional democracy before our very eyes and breaking The generals now admit that they did this. It is no longer an allegation. This is real. Get ready. Sit down. Buckle up. We got a show for you today. Our second story. Military tribunals and treason calls ring out in the halls of Congress for our military and political establishment. Secretary of State Blinken was in the House and the Senate chambers yesterday and got crushed. We have all of the sound bites for you. You better get ready for a spicy meatball. Secretary Blinken was eating them yesterday. And the bright side of the California recall. What did we learn yesterday? Larry Elder and the recall effort failed in California, but there certainly were silver linings in the golden state. What did we learn and what is the future for California? My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. My fellow Americans, this episode of The Benny Show is going to scare your pants off. You will hear in this episode the unvarnished truth about the coup against this country and the unconstitutional crumbling of its foundations from inside of the rotted edifice of a ruling class desperate to cling to power. They will trample your natural rights given to you by God in order to maintain control over you, and that is the goal. Control over your mind, control over your body, control over your very rights given to you by a creator. And the number one way that they seek to control you is to control the information that you get, the news that you receive, and the stories that you are told. That is why we are 100% independent. We are going to remain independent on this channel so that we give you the truth, the verified information that you need to know about the world around you so that you can make wise decisions for yourself. Our allegiance is to the truth and to you, the audience, and you can support us. In this mission, our mission is to break the wheel of the corporate media establishment that lies to you, to break up the rotted superstructure of elitists who wish to control you. And how do we do that? We create our own channels of information. Please click subscribe. Please share this episode. It's the best thing that you can do to help spread truth in our troubled times. And troubled, they are. Are, get ready for this episode. Strap in. You are about to hear the treacherous tales of the true coup to take over this country, a military coup at that. I read to you now from foxnews.com the revelations that are rocking the very foundational core of our constitutional republic, military generals going outside of the chain of command to communicate with our geopolitical enemies and undermine the sitting commander-in-chief. General Miley secretly called Chinese officials out of fear that Trump would attack in the final days. He also wrestled away control of the nuclear arsenal from president trump the duly elected president of the united states this is truly truly shocking according to a new book general miley called the communist chinese his counterpart general Li joshan in the people's liberation army a general who is complicit in the Nazis of our time, communist China is an evil nation. They run concentration camps. They murder their own people. They have a social credit system in a biosecurity state. They are evil. They are communists. They are not our friends. Listen to these quotes from General Miley to the communist Chinese military while Donald Trump was president. General Lee... I want to assure you that the American government is stable and everything is going to be okay, Miley told him during his first call. We are not going to attack or conduct any kinetic operations against you. The book goes on. General Lee, you and I have known each other for now five years. If we're going to attack, meaning America, I'm going to call you ahead of time. Treason. This is treason. This is the definition of treason in the military. It's not going to be a surprise, the general said to his Chinese counterpart, undermining the very fabric of our republic. In another report from Gizmodo, the general also wrestled away the nuclear arsenal from President Trump. I quote from Gizmodo. On January 8th, Miley allegedly held a secret meeting in his office at the Pentagon and senior officers from the National Military Command Center, a sort of command and communications room that serves as the nerve center between civilian commanders and the military action committees. CNN wrote that the meeting in which the assembled officers were told in so many words to ignore any orders that did not involve General Miley. No matter what you are told, this is a quote, you do the procedure. You do the process. I'm part of that procedure, Miley told the officers, according to a book. He then went around the room, looked each officer in the eye, and asked them to verbally confirm that they understood. Got it, Miley asked, according to the book. Yes, sir, the officer said. Miley considered it an oath, the author's right, an oath of loyalty to him, not to the commander-in-chief. This is a coup. Whatever they accuse you of doing, a good rule for life, whatever the communists, the authoritarians and the oligarchs in control of our country accuse you of doing, you being the freedom movement, being the the duly and democratically and fairly elected representatives of this country, whatever they accuse you of doing, they are doing worse. 20 times X. They are doing it worse. This is the definition of a military coup. When you are taking oaths of loyalty outside of the constitutional chain of command, then you are engaging in treasonous, traitorous military coup behavior. That is because this country has had a long history of civilian control of the military. Since our inception, our founding fathers have been very suspicious of a Super powerful standing military inside of a constitutional republic. Samuel Adams in 1768 said, even when there is a necessity of military power within the land, wise and prudent people will always have a watchful and jealous eye over it. We were not watchful, we were not jealous, and the nuclear arsenal was wrestled away from the commander-in-chief, the duly elected president. What is the purpose of civilian control of our military? What is the history Well, since America was founded, we have had the civilians in charge of the power in our country that includes military power, most especially the most dangerous weapons, the most valuable treasure, the ability to wage war that stands in the hands of the civilians because that is where the power comes from. Power in a constitutional representative republic comes from us, the people we say with our voice, and with our vote. Who is our leader? We choose them, and those leaders act as our proxy, and we can pull them out of office. We can throw the bums out. We can resign them to the ash heaps of history. We can change. If we don't like the direction of the country, we the people have the power. It is why our founding functional document starts with we the people. The first words. The first three words of the American founding are we the people. It's why George Washington resigned his military commission when he became president. When the most famous general in American history was elected president, he resigned his military commission. Why? Because he should not be both. Both a military commander and a civilian elected official. That began the proud and everlasting tradition of American civilians in control of our military and how it functions. That is an important and essential tradition because the opposite of that is military dictatorship. The opposite of that is what you see in third world tin pot dictatorships and military coups all around the globe for the last hundred years. The opposite of that is you are a serf, a slave to the military. It commands you. You don't command it. There is only two ways. There is no other path. There are two paths. Either the military is in control of America, or we are in control of America, the people. And the way that we remain in control, the way it is founded in this country, forged in fire in our founding documents, in the ink and the blood of our founders, is that the American people are in control. Not the military, not a king, not a far-off elite egalitarian class. We, the people, are in control. This is a military coup. It's a coup designed and fomented by Nancy Pelosi. According to the reports, Nancy Pelosi called Miley and asked for assurances that Donald Trump did not have control of our military. And then Miley went ahead and took oaths of loyalty from officers at the Pentagon. Nancy Pelosi called Donald Trump crazy, and Miley agreed, according to the reporting. This has led to a constitutional meltdown by someone who I respect more than I believe any thinker in our movement, Mark Levin. Mark Levin went on Sean Hannity's show last night and gave a flame-throwing, excoriation of this moment. Mark Levin is the grandfather of them all when it comes to constitutional scholarship. The true OG went on a scorched-earth Moab napalm tirade against woke, unconstitutional military coup artist General Miley, listen.
1: If the United States military, just theoretically, is going to attack China, the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff knows every step of it, he's going to tell the enemy? If that's true, this SOB needs to be out of there as fast as possible, without a debate. What else does he do? He Basically, according to this article, if it's true, he tells his subordinate officers basically to take an oath of loyalty to him. To him, what else does he do? He conspires with the head of the CIA who's worried about a right-wing coup. All this talk about right-wing coups, Russia collusion, criminal investigations of a sitting president, two impeachments, one of a sitting president, one of the ex-president when he's left office, going after tax returns, trying to destroy. We know what a coup looks like. We sacked to it for the last five years. And what else? The head of the Joint Chiefs is collaborating with the head of the opposition party, Pelosi and Schumer. So he's collaborated, according to this story, with the communist Chinese military, with the head of the Democrats in the House, with the head of the Democrats in the Senate. He's got subordinate generals and others who he, according to this story, gets allegiances from them. And the two reporters on the story sit on this for months and months and months so they can make a buck on a book wouldn't it have been good to know about millie before what happened in afghanistan so his ass could have been kicked out of office so we could get a a general in there like a george s Patton type who wouldn't leave american citizens in enemy territory
0: that just ripped my face off ripped my face off god bless mark levin i am a huge mark levin fan We need more people that actually functionally understand our constitution and our natural rights. When the military usurps the control of the people, do not put Donald Trump into this, right? You must remove Donald Trump from this equation. It is the democratically elected president of the United States. Tens of millions and indeed over two elections, hundreds of millions of Americans voted for him. Hundreds of millions of Americans voted for this man and put him in office. That is civilian control. Made him the commander-in-chief. This civilian control stems directly from our ability to run this country based on the rights given to us by God. Natural rights are what make up our American experience. The natural rights that you have to life, to liberty, and to the pursuit of happiness, inalienable, meaning cannot be removed or taken from you, are merely to be protected by our government through proxies that we send to represent us. That is why when a unelected, nobody elected Mark Miley, nobody elected him. He was appointed again and again and again. He slogged his way like a Roto-Rooter through the sewage pipes of Washington, D.C. bureaucracy, kissing enough butts and licking enough boots in order to get to his military position. And now, this unelected tyrant decides that he is in control of this nation's most powerful weapon, indeed, our nuclear arsenal and our command and control over military actions, alerting our enemies. The Nazis of our era, and I will gladly call them that, the similarities between the Soviet Union, between Nazism and the Third Reich, and Communist China are stunning. Both Communist China and Nazi Germany are genetically obsessed, concentration camp running, Superstructure spy states who terrorize their neighbors and who wish for total world domination. They are run by dictators. They are not democracies. They are essentially slave states for their people. There is absolute treason grounds to alerting our geopolitical number one geopolitical enemy on Earth to our military operations and then declaring and swearing to the commander of our geopolitical enemy that you will alert them to our military activities. This is Benedict Arnold all over again. Benedict Arnold became Benedict Arnold by telling the enemy what we were going to do on the field of battle, where we were going to go, by telling the enemy time and time again how Americans were going to operate on the battlefield. That is what makes him Benedict Arnold. An actual term, you're a Benedict Arnold comes from this man in George Washington's army leaking to the British what our movements would be during the Revolutionary War, imperiling, truly, the Revolutionary War effort. Many Americans died because of this treacherous general. I say we retire Benedict Arnold as a term for treachery and we instill Miley. If you are a General Miley, if you are a Mark Miley, you are a traitor to your nation. I'm not the only one who thinks that. Josh Hawley, senator, who would have oversight here. Every Republican in Congress has oversight over our military. Republicans in Congress could stop military funding right now if they wish to. Josh Hawley, being a very prominent senator, had this to say about woke Mark Miley and traitor, communist colluder mark miley in an interview last night on laura ingram listen
2: if this, if these reports are accurate laura what he has done general milley is go outside the chain of command he's broken the chain of command he has threatened the constitutional principle of civilian control of the military he doesn't have the right he doesn't have the authority to contact our opponents in beijing and tell them that he will inform them about any action we might take before we take it. I mean, I can't believe I'm reading this. I hope these reports are inaccurate, but he does need to resign. He needs to resign, and if he won't resign, he needs to be fired.
0: Of course, we also have Donald Trump, who went on Newsmax last night and sounded off on this issue, said that this is indeed treason. The 45th president is, of course, 100% correct. Here's what Donald Trump had to say.
1: So, first of all, if it is actually true, which is hard to believe, uh, that he would have called uh, China and done these things and uh, was willing to advise them of an attack or in advance of an attack, that's treason.
0: And if you think that this is merely a partisan issue, if you believe that this is merely an issue of Republicans coming down on Mark Milley, I have for you Alexander Vinman. You remember Alexander Vinman, of course, the nefarious character who leaked and then testified against Donald Trump uh, with Donald Trump's impeachment hearing and his call with the Ukrainians. Alexander Vinman has many flaws, let's say, but. He at least sees this issue clearly. Alexander Vineman, of all people, said, If this is true, General Miley must resign. He usurped civilian authority, broke a chain of command, violated sacrosanct principle of civilian control over our military. It's extremely dangerous precedent. You can't simply walk away from that. And then he says, do the right thing. This guy's got to Resign. Alexander Vindman is certainly a Democrat and perhaps even a leftist operative, and even he understands the dangers of this. So do Democrat senators. Reading to you from the New York Times 2016, Kristen Gillibrand. Our American democracy was built around the concept of civilian control of the military. The Constitution mandates that the commander-in-chief be a civilian and that Congress have the power of the purse over the military. George Washington demonstrated the importance of this principle by resigning his military commission years before becoming the president. The National Security Act of 1947 enshrined this concept into law again by mandating that the newly created Defense Department not be led by a person who was within the 10 years later reduced to seven years, been active duty as a commissioned officer in a regular component of the armed services. So this was, uh, the, 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 to give context to what Gillibrand was writing here, she was writing about Donald Trump's selection of James Mattis, right? She had her arguments against Mattis. This was her uh, little tome in the New York Times, nonetheless, reinforcing exactly this moment. Senator Gillibrand, we ask you, will you vote to hold military tribunals For General Mark Miley, given the fact that you are printed here in the New York Times stating that Mark Miley has, yes, indeed, taken a sledgehammer to the constitutional republic from which we draw power, the very structures of our nation from which we draw power. Trump released a statement on Miley saying the story of dumbass General Mark Miley. The same failed leader who engineered the worst withdrawal from the country of Afghanistan in U.S. history, leaving behind many dead and wounded soldiers, many American citizens and $85 billion worth of the newest, most sophisticated military equipment in the world, and our country's reputation is true, then I assume he would be tried for treason. That is correct. Donald Trump says it's correct. General Miley going outside of the chain of command and alerting our enemies To our military operations and then usurping control, essentially, of the military unto himself, an unelected official, and making his officers swear oaths of allegiance to him, not to the Constitution. A dangerous, terrifying moment in American history. General Miley released a statement through a spokesperson saying, And I quote, his calls with the Chinese and others in October and January were keeping with these duties and responsibilities, conveying reassurances in order to maintain strategic stability. All calls from the chairman to his counterparts, including those reported are staffed, coordinated and communicated with the Department of Defense and the interagency. So he did it. This isn't allegations. This is real. He did these things. General Miley staged a military coup in our country. General Miley went outside of the chain of command and alerted our communist enemies as to our military operations, what we would and would not do. Incredible. We have another clip here From a member of Congress, Congressman Biggs calling for a military tribunal. I could not agree more. Listen to this.
2: We have got to get Milley into Congress, get his testimony and find out, is this accurate? Is what is what we're hearing uh, the real deal? Because if it is, that was an attempted, effectively a military coup, because what he's doing, he's trying to take over and run the 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 foreign affairs of the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump. And, and moreover, if he is uh, reaching out unilaterally and telling the, the the head of the PLA, the People's Liberation Army of, the, of China, that he's gonna have their back, that he's gonna communicate with them if there's anything that's gonna come their way. That, I mean, I don't know how you could be more undermining than that. We have got to get to the bottom of this. And if it's accurate and true, then he needs to be brought up before a military tribunal and face the
0: consequences of failure to follow the commander in chief. All righty. Well, we will wait to see exactly what happens to General Mark Miley. It is indeed true that there is a singular fate for General Miley, and that is that he has lost all of the respect of the American people. His name is mired in history on the ash heap of traitors and cowards who have served in our military. A abject stain on the proud military tradition uh, in America. I have to say as a man from a military family and as someone who still has members of my direct family actively serving in the military, it saddens me. It crushes my heart to see this. It crushes my heart because the men and women in our military are hard fighting, good hearted, strong willed, honorable people They love their country. They deserve better. Their leadership does not reflect them, their sacrifice and their service. Their leaders are often political animals, parasites on the belly of power inside of our nation, and they bring shame upon themselves and the proud, noble, honorable tradition of our military. It is shameful, shameful what our military elite have done to this country. Indeed, they are not alone. However, our political elite and our political establishment have done their own special number on the good faith and credit of America abroad. We saw that yesterday inside of the Senate and inside of the halls of Congress. Anthony Blinken, the secretary of state in America, Anthony Blinken, the man who does indeed looks like look like a a human exoskeleton over a machine's body, a man who clearly, clearly did not have any hugs from his mother when he was growing up, a man who clearly does not know the definition of love, a man who has never felt an emotion in his life. Anthony Blinken is the same man who orchestrated the stranding of Americans in Afghanistan and, indeed, inspired the largest hostage situation now in American history. Anthony Blinken stranded and left Americans inside of Afghanistan cruelly and callously, refuses to take any type of blame for this. Anthony Blinken, for his troubles in eroding American goodwill, and eroding the good standing of Americans abroad, was dragged before Congress and lashed savagely yesterday. We have some clips for you from that absolute public whipping. Boy, oh boy. Let's start with Rand Paul, who has just been on fire lately. Rand Paul, truly one of the calmest, coolest operators. It is Amazing to watch this man with a scalpel. I have actually traveled to Haiti with Rand Paul. I watched him perform eye surgery. Personally, I watched the man use a scalpel to cut a cataract out of an eye for charity work inside of Haiti. That population of people so poor and certainly lacking Basic medical care and attention. Rand Paul went down there with a Christian nonprofit and performed cataract surgery on the poor population of. that were brought to him inside of an eye clinic. It was remarkable to see. I saw Rand Paul with my own two eyes perform the surgery. His hand was steady. His scalpel was sure. His knowledge was there. And indeed, it is that same steady hand with that same scalpel that he cuts to shreds. People like Dr. Fauci, known liars, bureaucratic trash like Anthony Blinken. He did so yesterday. Yesterday, when Anthony Blinken was asked about the drone strike that allegedly killed ISIS fighters, now we know, according to reports in both the New York Times and Reuters, that indeed our military killed simply a man, an aid worker, who has helped Americans actually in the past, who was delivering water to his family. Rand Paul had this to say about that. This is painful. Whistle. The
1: guy the Biden administration droned, was he an aid worker or an ISIS K operative? Uh,
2: the administration is, of course, reviewing that uh, that strike. Uh, and I'm sure that a you know, full assessment will be will be forth- So you don't
1: know if it was an aid worker or an ISIS K operative.
2: Uh, I can't speak to that and I can't speak to that in this setting in any event.
1: So you don't know or won't tell us.
2: Uh, I don't I don't know because we're, we're reviewing it.
1: Well, see, you'd think you'd kind of know before you off somebody with a Predator drone, whether he's an aid worker or he's an ISIS k See, the thing is, is this isn't just you. It's been going on for administration after administration.
0: What a complete and utter savaging by Rand Paul of Anthony Blinken there. It is truly a masterstroke to watch Rand Paul question someone. And it is. Clearly him using his steady hand and his steady scalpel as a doctor to cut the lies to pieces. Another doctor in the House, Ronnie Jackson, the former White House doctor to Barack Obama and President Trump, now a congressman from Texas, called out Anthony Blinken so hard that Anthony Blinken, the robot had to hit the programming numbers of ones and zeros inside of his programming matrix, had to dig really deep into that mainframe, into those microchips in his brain, and dig out the code that says, I need to be angry now, Anthony Blinken losing his cool, in questions by Ronnie Jackson, listen. For you to
3: try and ride the coattails of the 13 brave service members that gave their lives in this effort is absolutely shameful in my mind. And it really shows the American people how out of touch you continue to be. I'm not riding anyone's coattails, Congressman. For your information, the men and women of my that's department that's were that's at a the gate. Not a question. That was a statement, not a question. Side by side that was with a statement, a not a question. Secretary Blinken, exactly one week ago, four of my constituents escaped Afghanistan, the first known to leave the country since your administration abandoned American citizens in Kabul on the 30th of August. Your officials left this young mother and her three children behind. The youngest was two years old. The family remained hidden and terrified for 12 long days until my team and a group of brave patriots on the ground facilitated their evacuation. During this time, the State Department did nothing to help this family. Instead, you directed them to go to the Taliban checkpoints repeatedly, where the mother eventually had a pistol placed to her head, and then told them to stay in their homes as the Taliban went door-to-door searching for American citizens and Afghan allies all while you were vacationing in the Hamptons and your diplomats were safe in
0: Doha. And of course, you have to have Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, just an absolute lion, lion Ted, prowling around the Senate like a lion. He has indeed a mane now. He has a giant beard. He has a lion's mane. And he took his sharpened claws directly to Blinken's throat. Indeed, we talked about, in this situation... The State Department, given the Taliban, lists, kill lists of Americans and American allies in Afghanistan. This is, I mean, utterly treacherous. We know now that the Taliban has gone door to door to hunt down those who helped Americans and to hunt down Americans themselves, hundreds of them still trapped in Afghanistan. The State Department refuses to help them. And indeed, Ted Cruz made sure that Anthony Blinken was the one needing help after this mauling list.
2: But I want to ask you flat out. Did the State Department give the Taliban a list or multiple lists of Americans and or Afghans that we wanted out? Those reports and the idea that we would do anything to endanger our citizens or anyone else at a time when we were trying to save their lives is flat out wrong. Let let me just like a yes or no. Did you give them? Let me let me be very clear, Senator, if I may, please. Thank you. Um, In. Limited instances where we were seeking to get a bus or a group of people through a checkpoint. We gave a manifest to the people at the checkpoint to demonstrate that those people were expected. Roughly how many names were on the list you gave? It uh, d- doesn't matter because they all. Dozens, they, hundreds, thousands. Give us some order of magnitude. This happened in a, in a handful of situations where. to Dozens? get Dozens? So is it your I, testimony? I, it wasn't hundreds. I want to understand. Did you give them thousands of names? No, I, we did not. Okay. Hundreds? not going to put a number on it, but it was, again... Why not? This is a hearing to discover how many names and how many of those individuals you gave the Taliban the name to have been targeted for torture or murder. Senator, by definition, these were uh, in limited instances with a bus or a group of people to get them through a checkpoint. They
0: got through the checkpoint. In case you were wondering after all of that, if Anthony Blinken was still standing, the last and final blow I have for you is from his own Party, Anthony Blinken, of course, a lifelong Democrat, weak, thin skin, translucent skin, linguine spined, weak kneed, transparent lib, who has, of course, gone through the human centipede of Washington, D.C. The sludge, the Roto Rooter sludge, slimed his way to the top, now at the head of State Department, the utterly unimpressive, the utterly macabre Anthony Blinken, getting torched by his own party, Bob Menendez who says the secretary, the execution of the U.S. withdrawal was clearly fatally flawed. This is Democrat Senator Bob Menendez. Listen.
2: Let me turn to the focus of today's hearing. Mr. Secretary, the execution of the U.S. withdrawal was clearly and fatally flawed. This committee expects to receive a full explanation of the administration's decisions on Afghanistan since coming into office last January. There has to be accountability. Accountability.
0: All righty. So that is a pure lashing of Biden administration officials. Mark Miley getting just destroyed right now. And Anthony Blinken getting crushed by the House and the Senate, both parties, both parties in a bipartisan fashion, attacking both of these corrupt individuals, these humiliating individuals who are eroding truly America standing in the world and our own constitutional republic the erosion continues however in California California sadly had decided to remain a failed third world state and spiral ever more into Venezuela style corruption and crumbling directly into the Pacific Ocean that is what California chose yesterday as Gavin Newsom survived the recall election, according to the AP here. Los Angeles, California Governor Gavin Newsom easily survives a recall election Tuesday in a closely watched race that drew national attention. Campaign visits from President Biden and Kamala Harris. The Associated Press projected less than an hour after the polls closed the state, with 62% of the ballots counted, at more than two-thirds of them saying no to the recall, Newsom addressed his supporters in Sacramento. No is not the only thing that was expressed tonight. This is what Gavin Newsom says. I want to focus on what we said yes to as a state. We said yes to sincere to science. We said yes to vaccines. We said yes to ending the pandemic. (laughs) we said yes to poop on the streets we said yes to needles on your children's playground we said yes to muzzling your children in school and we said yes to the closure of all of our businesses yeah crush small business Some of those lines were ad-libbed by me. I'll let you choose which ones you think they were, but that is precisely what happened. We have Newsom surviving the election there. I read to you from the AP. This was the final tally here. We had 63% voting no on the recall and 36% voting yes. Well, there we are. That's what California chose. I'll tell you guys, uh, I am a Christian, I have read my Bible, and there's a story. There's a story about the prodigal son. Here's what I have to say to Californians right now. The tale of the prodigal son is a tale of a young troubled man who thought that all of the wonders of the world were better than the nice, traditional, secure, happy moral life that his his rich father had set out for him his father had designed for him a, a a utopia of sorts a a wonderful world of uh tradition and honor and work and labor and happiness and that prodigal son said no snubbed his nose at it and fled left left his father's house and said i am going to plunge myself into all of the frivolities, and all of the trappings of the world. I want to party it up. I want to have a wonderful time. I want to spend my money. I want to go be a slob. And that's exactly what he turned into. The prodigal son spent all of his money and then had to live in filth, had to live like a pig in a pig sty, According to the parable, he ate the very sty of the pigs, the food of the pigs he would eat because he was so hungry. He had nothing and he was destitute. I suppose the moral is this. Let people live in their own filth. If that's truly what they want, that is the best teacher. In California, if this is what you actually want, If you wish to have a failing school system, a failing state, a dictator governor, if you wish to have them take away your bodily autonomy, your ability to move freely and to have business and to have commerce and to exist inside of a world with human and natural rights. I mean, we're talking about the ability to even go to church. California has... Leveled lawsuits against their houses of worship for remaining open. You're talking constitutional rights here to just worship. If you wish to live like that, if you wish to live under tyranny, if you wish to live under authoritarianism, and if you wish to live with a homeless crisis and a drug crisis and an economic crisis and a taxation crisis, and if you wish to have the jackboot of authoritarian sociopaths like Gavin Newsom, at your neck. Well, then I suppose you get what you vote for. I'm very saddened by these results, but there are some silver linings, and I'd like to bring them to you right now. Larry Elder is the first silver lining. Larry Elder got 2,300,073 votes across the state of California. 2,000,000. 2.3 million votes That's 46% of the recall that he got. The way that it works is, of course, you vote on the recall and then you vote for the candidate you wish to be governor. After you said yes or no to the recall, so Larry Elder got 46% of that blew away his competition, and so we have Larry Elder now being a superstar in California, winning According to Alex Seitzwald, Alex Seitzwald, a reporter for The Washington Post, winning the counties, every county, in fact, in California. Bad night for recall proponents, but a good night for Larry Elder, Alex Seitzwald says. Alex Seitzwald, actually a reporter for NBC News. Uh, my, uh, My apologies, a correction there. Larry Elder, who is winning every single county in the state except for San Francisco on Question 2, way overperforming his polls at 43%. It means nothing, nothing officially, but positions him well for whatever he wants to do next. Larry Elder says he does want to do next. Larry Elder says we are just beginning. That's right. So what is this? Is this a national trend? Well, the recall didn't happen for Gavin Newsom, but he was indeed recalled. The vote happened. The grassroots movement happened. And we saw a fascinating trend in the data. The trend in the data was that Democrats who think that they control the Latino vote do not. In fact, 40% of Latinos in California voted yes on the recall. 40% of Latinos voted to recall Gavin Newsom. That continues with national trends of Latinos breaking with the Democrat Party. You're talking double-digit breaks from the Democrat Party for Latino voters in states like Florida and Texas. You're talking high single-digit breaks in states like Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Georgia for Latino voters breaking from the Democratic Party. The national trend right now for Latinos is 40% disapproval for Joe Biden. 38% 38% approve, 47% disapprove of Joe Biden. I mean, it's not a great trend. Indeed, a very, very bad trend for Democrats and one that should shock Democratic pollsters. Indeed, they intend on running as a party of the dispossessed. The Democratic Party only operates as a party of a weakly held together factions of the dispossessed voter groups that are cobbled together. Uh, And if they lose a massive portion of Latinos like they have in Texas, where you have the entire Rio Grande Valley that is now a red wall of Trump support and conservative leadership all up and down that valley, well, then you really have gotten yourself into a problem here An interesting trend indeed, a silver lining. Larry Elder's future is bright and the trends against this is not this was not a a massive winning repudiation or salvation for the Biden regime or for Gavin Newsom. Indeed, this recall itself was embarrassing. They were freaked out about it. Democrats were freaked out about it across the board. And indeed, they had every right to be. It turns out that they are losing the youth. And they are losing minority voters, specifically Latino voters, in their own home states, in their own blue wall states. And you saw this. Of course, you you saw this. The national political p- polls right now show that 47 percent approve of Joe Biden's job approval and 52 percent disapprove, according to McLaughlin and Associates. Not a right wing pollster group, by the way. So Joe Biden is continues to remain and is underwater, you saw Joe Biden get booed in blue states from coast to coast last week. In New York, people marched against and booed Joe Biden. In New Jersey, they lined the streets to boo him and troll him as he traveled through New Jersey. And in California, they did the exact same. Joe Biden had to take different routes in and out of events in order to avoid the miles of Trump supporters who stood in line to protest him a very very good sign indeed for our movement yes indeed joe biden is crumbling and that does indeed not show well not show well for democratic prospects in 2022 keep up the energy keep up the motivation guys we are on the path to win i know it feels like your democracy your republic your country itself is under attack but we mustn't let up the fight. They want you to get beleaguered. They want you to become tired. They want you to stop fighting. We mustn't. It is too important. I have for you a bonus a bonus story right now. The reason why I continue to fight, the reason why we are so thrilled about the launch of this podcast and the launch of a, a new direct way to reach all of you and to tell true stories is because we are fighting for a totally different reason than most. I am fighting for the future of my child. I am fighting for the future of my children. I have a one-year-old, and I am fighting for her. I am not the only one, though. A U.S. Marine killed in Kabul his wife, who was pregnant eight months pregnant when he was killed, has given birth. I read to you from the Daily Mail. The baby who will never meet her hero dad, wife of U.S. Marine killed in Kabul, gives birth to little girl and names her Riley after her fallen father. Jenna Creighton, wife of the fallen U.S. Marine Riley McCollum, gave birth to his daughter on Monday and named the baby Levi Riley Rose in honor of her father. Levi, who was born on Monday weighing 8 pounds and 10 ounces, was pictured in her crib with a pillow of her late father in his military uniform. Creighton wrote her day-old daughter a poem which read, Hold on to your mama. She's needing you right now. Your daddy, he's watching over you. McCollum was sent to Afghanistan as evacuation started and was believed to have been killed while manning the airport checkpoint at the time of the blast by ISIS. Oh, it's painful. Oh, it's so painful to watch. It's so painful to see. It's these children, these kids, if we lose freedoms now, if we lose our constitutional republic now, if we allow the erosion of that which holds our country together, our civilian control of our military our standing in the world, our ability to help and save other Americans, the American exceptionalism, indeed, at the very core of all of this, If we lose those freedoms, if we lose that in our lifetime, our children and our grandchildren won't even know that those things existed. We fight for them. We continue the fight for them on this show. I want to thank all of you. We are in the top 10 podcasts on Apple News. We are in the top 40 podcasts of all the podcasts on the globe right now. And I just want to thank you all. We are fighting for that exact reason. We fight for our children. We fight for our future. We fight for what is good, precious. And what keeps us going as Americans is the fight. It always has been. And we will continue. The fight for liberty never ends. Stay strong. Let not your heart be troubled, Americans. It is always the patriots who rise up and who save this country from the brink. My name is Benny Johnson. This has been The Benny Show. We will see you tomorrow.